So welcome to the White Out Podcast, your ultimate guide to skiing. I'm Dom Killinger, publisher at In the Snow, and I am lucky enough to be joined by none other than... Hi there, everyone. I'm Rob Stewart, ski journalist and presenter of The Whiteout Show, uh, apparently now presenter of The Whiteout Podcast. Big thanks to our sponsors today, Mountain Heaven. Mountain Heaven are an independent, family-owned chalet operator with catered and self-catered chalets in some of the best resorts in the French and Swiss Alps. Check them out today at mountainheaven.co.uk. Well, I think we cover pretty much every digital channel possible, don't we, between us? And now, our very first podcast. Pretty exciting times, I'd say. Yeah, it's really great to be launching a a podcast at the start of this season. Very exciting season, isn't it? It kind of feels back to normal. Um, But let's just get into what our listeners can expect from us uh, this coming winter, Dom. Yeah, it certainly is great to be back into normality. Every two weeks, we plan to release a new podcast that covers uh, where can we ski right now. So all those best places, we're going to make sure that we've got our finger on the pulse, as we always have, of where the best snow conditions are. And that's what everybody wants to know, isn't it, at the end of the day? Um, what's hot in the news so any of the nice big stories of things going on in resorts and we're also going to do I didn't know you could ski there which are those strange destinations that we often don't even think of first time and I know that's a bit of a favorite story of yours Rob because you always find yourself in these uh, these places that I say I didn't even know you could <laughs> ski there <laughs> yeah you know there's there's I, I try and get out once a season if I can to some weird and wonderful places and actually they just turn out to be pretty cool places and 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 nice places to ski as well. So last season I was in North Macedonia, for example, which was uh, fantastic. Wow! Yeah, and we'll we'll cover some of that, I'm sure, in 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 future podcast uh, episodes. We also are going to be looking at uh, gear. You know, what's caught our eye recently? What sort of uh, ski gear or snowboard gear is out there? And we also want to look at you know trying to find ways to ski without breaking the bank basically you know we all we're all under a bit of pressure this season even ski enthusiasts are going to be looking for some bargains out there i think there's also the other side of it you know how you can blow your bonus if you're lucky enough to get one generally uh, there's lots of easy ways to do that <laughs> i had an unbelievable one through today rob i'll tell you what, oh, yeah? I, can't, I can't wait to the next episode to tell you about it it's if you want to Ooh. spend some serious money this is another level so well, i was uh, looking at spending serious money uh, this winter <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to hearing about that one. I think we're also going to be looking at sort of amusing things we've found uh, in the last week or two as well. This episode, of course, is a special edition of the podcast, and it's all about what not to miss this season and what dates you should be looking at for your diary. Ah, yes, indeed. And the first in my diary, I don't know about you, but it's got to be the ski show at the NEC next weekend. That's October the 15th and 16th. I was there last year. It was a great show. I mean, I stood there talking to a lot of consumers at the show. Uh, This year, it's going to be in a bigger hall. It's going into Hall 1. There's loads going on there. There's definitely going to be more exhibitors it just looks like it's going from strength to strength. And of course, it is the only show we've got here in the UK now. I mean, they used to be the London show, but now we have just got the one show in the centre of the country, perfectly located, I'd say. I mean, you know, initially I thought the NEC I was a little worried about, but actually, connections-wise, it's fantastic. Yeah, it is really easy to get to, and people forget that. So it's only an hour's train journey from London, really, or just over an hour to the NEC. And I think it's going to be really well attended, and there's some great brands, some tour operators and resorts that, that are there. And some great top speakers as well. I mean, you know, look at the lineup of speakers. Jenny Jones, Eddie the Eagle, which is he's always great value. Uh, Billy Morgan, but lots of, they're big names, but there's also lots of those sort of more 
unsung heroes of our industry talking about what they do. You know, Tony Suter from the Ellie Suter Foundation, uh, Rachel Westbrook from EcoSki doing fantastic work, especially mm. with clothing brands on, on keeping things eco-friendly and sustainable. Um, Caroline Elliott, you know, who's uh, a snow patroller uh, with her rescued dog. And uh, Kimberly Kay, who's, who's written a book about uh, skiing aimed at, uh, aimed at beginners, kids and, and adults. And loads of, loads of people like that that have done really interesting things in, in our industry that you might not have ever heard of before. You may have, but, you know, sort of unsung heroes. We, I mean, we actually had people walking up to the stand and asking us, who do I go and talk to to book a holiday? And I think it's years since they've had people walking in and buying holidays en masse at a ski show like that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very exciting times. But yeah, that Apres ski area this year that wasn't there before, yeah. um, I think that will liven things up a bit. So, Rob, the next thing for people's calendar is the race calendar. Now, I know you're more of an expert on this front than me, although my daughter, she took part in her first school ski race last week uh, up at the Snow Centre in Hemel Hempstead. So I was quite proud of her going into that, but uh, especially if oh, she's yeah, come really? from a proper professional young skiers, though. What about the race calendar for this year? What can you tell us to look out for? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing your daughter uh, one day racing in some of these competitions, Dom. There, there is a fantastic <laughs> uh, season coming up. Uh, as always, where are we kicking off? From Solden on October the 22nd and 23rd. It's the traditional start of the season on the Solden Glacier, and hopefully we're going to be there. Uh, to watch that, which will be really exciting. There is some really exciting news, though. New downhill race, which is quite rare. This one is really special. It's a joint race between Zermatt and Chervinia. So Zermatt on the Swiss side, Chervinia on the Italian side. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that. You know, you know what Chervinia's like, those big, wide-open slopes. goes up, They go on for miles and miles. So I think it's going to be a really long race. Those races staying over in Zermatt, they've got some pretty nice hotel choices over there, aren't they? Well, where would you stay if you had the choice? I mean, both ski resorts have got their own attributes, haven't they? Zermatt and Chavinia, very, very different places. I think I'd be in Zermatt. I do love the Omnia there. I don't know whether you've ever stayed at the Omnia or the Montchavin Palace or, or Matterhorn well, Focus. Haven't you? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Or Montchavin. Uh, I normally the, end up uh, at the youth hostel in Zermatt. It's a really good <laughs> youth hostel, by the way. Uh, it's a fantastic place. Always very, very interesting mountaineers hanging out there. Uh, the Omnia, I don't know, unfortunately, but I'm sure it's very, very nice. Well, I know for a fact you've been there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. We oh, did a fashion. I've been to a lot of places. I do forget a lot of places that I've been to. <laughs> we did a fashion shoot, and you you we uh, you were involved with that fashion shoot right oh, outside yeah. the doors of the Omnia. So uh, ah, yeah, okay. that's, a, that's a long time ago. I think I'd stay in Zermatt before the race. You know, check yeah. into a luxury hotel, probably not the uh, the youth hostel, maybe a five star job because mm -hmm. uh, I'm a, a ski racer. You know, and I'm I'm a, you know you've got to have plenty of cash right at those ski races. <laughs> five-star hotel before the race just relax rest and get ready for it but afterwards i'm going to check into any old hotel in chavinia and just party and enjoy the the italian food the italian wine forget about the ski race it's all done and dusted and uh, and enjoy that italian hospitality so i think a bit of both back to the racing the tour moves to north america for a while and uh, before coming back to Val d'Isere in mid-December, where we'll get to see Dave riding for the first time in Woo! the slalom, which is becoming right. you know quite a set thing on the calendar now, isn't it? That slalom race in, in Val. Brilliant. Can't you know Val d'Isere very well, so you get the chance to go and see that race. I Do you know what? I think I probably will. Obviously, massive Dave riding supporter, and I would love to see him racing. It, it would be the best. I'd just love to do that. That would be a great, that's a great atmosphere. 
And you know, that slalom format with the two runs and the top 30 uh, reversing the order at the end, I think it's the most exciting format to watch. I know people might say, well, hang on, surely the downhill is more exciting. And of course, the downhill is amazing. But that slalom and the way it builds and uh, you know, it's just it, and you can see the whole run if you're standing there. You don't have to you know, just, you mm. see everything. Uh, yeah. So for, as a spectator, personally, I think the slalom is absolutely the best racing format to follow. You can't really miss the classic downhills like the Laberhorn and Kitzbühel and for the women, Cromontana and those night slaloms in places like Schlabming and Madonna de Campiglio. They're, they're great fun to watch in an evening uh, during the winter, whether you're there or even at home in front of the TV. Um, then it, the whole World Cup finals this year end up in Soldeo in Andorra in the middle of March where the men and women get together again and race all those disciplines what do you think Dom should we go there how am I going to get away with saying I'm going to Valdezé one minute and then off to Soldeo next I mean it's just I've got to be at home at some point you do run a ski magazine (laughs) that's a good excuse I'll let you I'll let you tell my family about this (laughs) thanks for that yeah um well, you know, I know your family and they're keen skiers. Bring them all. Bring them all. Bring middle them all, of March. Spring, spring family skiing holiday. In the middle of this whole amazing season, there's the Alpine Skiing World Championships in Maribel and Courchevel between February the 6th and the 19th. Um, biannual event, of course. Alpine skiing, men and women, again, getting together and racing all of the, all the Alpine disciplines. So mm-hmm. looking forward to that one. And I'd like to mention the Freestyle World Championships are also taking place this winter in the, the resort of Bakariani in Georgia in February and early March. And I think that's going to be great to see. Very exciting. Freeride World Tour has just been announced as well. It has. And I, it literally, has. I literally got an email about that. It's quite a standard uh, calendar this year starts off at kick, in Kicking Horse at the beginning of the season and ends in Verbier uh, at the end of the winter. And in between, you've got Fibrobrin in Austria, um, you've got Arkelis in uh, Andorra, fantastic ski resort, by the way. Not mm. a lot of people have heard of Arkelis, but it's amazing free ride terrain up there. It's an exciting calendar, isn't it? There's a lot going on there, so there's plenty for people to be keeping a look out there. <laughs> So the other thing, Rob, that we're going to look at is some of the early resorts that have opened because uh, I know it's been a bit of a tricky summer for some of the glacier resorts in the Alps. The good news is temperatures have been dropping and there's definitely some snow on the hills now. I've seen a bunch of the webcams that I've been uh, probably monitoring a little too closely, Um, but there there is a bunch of snow that's dropping and things are starting to... I should say cool down or heat up, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, things are looking a bit better. There's gap courses running up in Trevinia and Zerma. It was obviously those glaciers that closed during the summertime, but uh, they look like they're all up and running again. Of course, there's Solden, which is already open, as well as Hintertux, Stubai, Pitstar Glaciers. So plenty in Austria for people to do. And heard that the ski racers are already training up in Salzfei as well, not far from Zerma up there. So there is plenty going on at the minute. I think Teen are holding off until later in November this year, from what I can see. And I think that is probably going to be weather dependent. And then, of course, Valteren opens end of November. So there's definitely plenty of people to get their teeth into if they want to get out and get some early season skiing, isn't there? It sounds like it's really happening, which is great, considering the summer issues with glaciers closing down and the temperatures have changed, haven't they? Everything's co- cooled down a lot. Dom, shouldn't we be arranging an early season in the snow whiteout kind of trip? <laughs> I mean, have you been thinking about this? Because we're clearly not doing a very good job at the moment of uh, actually 
going out there. I have been thinking about that. Rob, you just want to be out there all the time. You're worse than I am. There is a couple of places that I've been thinking of getting out to quite early. So maybe one of the whiteout programs that we do on YouTube could well be on the cards. We need to pick one of those early season resorts and get out there. Mind you, if you're going to be out at that race next week, you're going to get one of those very early views of the snowfall, aren't you? Oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. I, I know the Solden Glacier. I, I've been up there before a few times in in the autumn and mm. uh, it's pretty good. But I don't know if you know, I don't really know any of the other ones in Austria. Maybe you do. Yeah, well, I, we did Hintertucks a few years ago uh, for a works trip, actually, where we took our staff out there. And yeah, it was it was great. It wasn't middle of the summer, but I mean, it was heading on and it was it was fantastic. I was checking out the webcam on the Zermatt. Uh, glacier yesterday and i think the conditions looked incredible and mm. i think a lot of people that haven't experienced glacier skiing in the autumn they mm. might think that they'll be skiing on sheet ice where it's actually very very far from the truth <laughs> absolutely we had a fantastic time there and it, it was far from being sheet ice at all and of course in our regular podcast that we do every couple of weeks we will be covering where to ski now as we mentioned earlier and i think that's it's got to be the most popular search term in Google, isn't it? Where can I ski now or where's good snowfall now? And we're going to make sure that we scour the resorts worldwide to find out where's best to go if you've got the chance to go out skiing right now. Dom, there's also a bunch of other events going on in resorts around the world and around Europe. I think we're back in business, aren't we? It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, we've gone from zero to hero. It's looking pretty exciting. All those music festivals and comedy festivals all coming back to the Alps and it's looking great, isn't it? What have we got to look forward to? What is there now? Because I, I wouldn't mind going out to the new comedy festival in Leger uh, between the 14th and 21st of January. That mm -hmm. sounds kind of fun. And it's a six-day festival three days of that festival will be in french and three days will be in english three days uh, of the french one we could just go skiing and and have nice meals in the evening and um, for the three days of the english uh, language one we could just hang out in bars and nightclubs all night listening to comedy so if you fancy that uh, sounds ideal well i love a bit of comedy and i think uh, combining that with being in the mountains and skiing doesn't get any better right well that's the deal then we're doing that one right okay yep. <laughs> um kicking the season off You've got an electronic music festival in Verbier, which is between November the 18th and 27th. I don't think it runs every single day. I think that's kind of like spread over a bit of time. And then there's Rock the Peace in Port de Soleil, isn't there? That's probably a bit more of us, don't you think? I think so. Rock the Peace always sounds good. I've never managed to get to that. What else have we got? Tomorrowland out the way, back into March, isn't it? That's a little bit further on. Yeah, quite a lot going on in March, isn't there? I mean, Tomorrowland, like you say, Rock the Peace is in March as well. Snowbox yeah. in Avoriaz is in March. And then snow bombing. And I mean, that, that's always been huge. No? And, you know, Zerma Unplugged, that might be more our scene, Dom. 11th to 15th of April. Well, you actually end up normally persuading people uh, that I should play the drums, uh, not me persuading them. And, uh, but yeah, that, that could be a good opportunity for that. I think, uh, I think Robert Plant sometimes goes and plays. The festival thing is quite serious, isn't it, really? Because, you know, it's bringing a different audience to the mountains. And we're, as an industry, we were always talking about how to attract people into the mountains. And we, we did do for years. And then suddenly, like, there's all these festivals popping up left right and center and surely that's bringing in a whole bunch of people that might not have been skiing it's big business now and you can book your entire package with them can't you You can get your hotel your ski pass the ticket to the festival itself it's just like an all-inclusive package i mean it must be fantastic mustn't it these things you know right in the middle of the mountains it's gotta be it's gotta be great i think we're doing something wrong dom because i've never uh, been to one of these festivals on the snow either i think at 29 we're too old for it <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
another key date for the diary, which listeners may not know about because this is more of a, a trade event is slide, which we go to each year uh, based up in the Midlands. And that's our chance to get our hands on all of the 23, 24 ski gear. Um, and the reason we're telling our listeners today is because that's when we get all the videos out of all the new gear, previewing gear, reviewing gear, getting our hands on things. Let's face it, we are like kids in a candy store when we get there, aren't we? Those events are great fun, and we've always had a really good time, but also learnt huge amounts as well. The other great thing about those events is you actually see brand new innovations and inventions coming out. It is an innovative industry, isn't it? And hard for those uh, ski manufacturers to come up with new ideas. Uh, and you think, where could a ski go from here? You know, when a carving ski came out originally, possibly more exciting than <laughs> even the Midlands Warehouse, is where we go out to test the kit on snow just after that as well this year it looks like it's going to be in the resort of la clusa in france nice. it will be the first time apparently uh, that the ski test will be held in france which is quite amazing really isn't it considering france is quite a major destination for british skiers but the ski test has never been held there before absolutely and that you know ski test i do know la clusa yeah I've, i haven't stayed in there but i have skied that re- that area and i went up there just for a day to, to meet some friends yeah nice little resort lovely place and so easy to get to from geneva as well for us so that's that's going to be pretty handy because let's face it we get down there and there are two three hundred pairs of skis that are brought down there possibly more and all the retailers and all the press and it is just skier pair of skis review it get off get on another pair of skis ski another pair of skis and so it goes on and it's 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 an epic few days isn't it it's so much fun i mean it is the for me it is the most fun week of the year it's crazy because we only end up skiing one run all week right (laughs) one run all week so yeah looking forward to that that's going to be a great week looking forward to that indeed One of the things that somebody might want to put in their calendar is a good deal that they've seen out there. And we spotted that cracking deal on Igloo the other day. Oh, yeah, the Igloo one. To Borg St. Maurice in the Tarentais region of the French Alps. Very, very close to Les Arcs. Very easy access to Les Arcs. Quite close to La Plan, Quite close to La Rosière. Pretty close to Val d'Isarentine and, and Saint-Poix. And also the Three Valleys. So you've got a lot of skiing uh, in the area. Originally was, uh, including flights and half board, was £7,398. But it's discounted on Igloo to £2,491. You've got to be kidding. It's an incredible deal, isn't it, really? If you can get that time, you could even swap around with friends, couldn't you? They could come out for two weeks at a time or a week at a time. You could swap it out and move it around. You know, I mean, that's a fantastic opportunity. Never seen anything like that, actually, I have to say. What's your first ski trip then, Dom? Well, it looks like it's going to be a Beaver Creek, a Breckenridge. So yeah, at the moment, looking very North American, which is which is interesting. I haven't been out there skiing for a you know few years. But um, mm. how about yourself? I have got a North American plan actually. Late in pretty early January, I'm heading out to Montana. Uh, oh Big wow! Sky. Wow! Um, nice. Yeah, I'm going to check Big Sky out because I've never skied there. So before that, I'll be I'll be in the Swiss Alps in December, Jungfrau region, and also in from Montana. I might be in Teen Valdez there right at the beginning of December as well. Yeah, never. I will have to do that. So there we go. That's it. We have done our launch episode of the Whiteout, your ultimate guide to skiing. Rob, when are we back? We're going to be back in just a, about a week's time with our full episode. And that's just before we head to the National Snow Show in Birmingham. I think that's got us all pretty excited. Hopefully it has to our listeners as well. Uh, it's the first of our podcast. Plenty more to come to this season. Make sure if you've enjoyed today's podcast that you subscribe and tell your ski pals and interact with us in any way you can. 
Uh, you can take a look at on our other channels at InTheSnow.com or in the Snow Mag on Insta, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you really want to see what Rob looks like, take a look at the Whiteout TV show on YouTube. What do you think, Rob? Until next time? Yep, until next time, Dom. Our first <laughs> one's done and dusted and out of the way. <laughs> see you soon. Yeah.